people think that our Catholic faith is just a lot of rules, okay? The Ten Commandments come to Mass on Sundays, on during Lent, we do some fasting and abstinence and other rules. And, uh, and, and, and for them, they think that because of these rules, it's, it's, it's an obstacle for us to be free and to be happy. That's why there are some people who think that we are a miserable bunch. Are we a miserable bunch? I hope not. I'm not. <laughs> and, and people would think that, you know, just get away with all rules. When we're free, we'll be happy. And people think that freedom is we could do whatever we want and we will be happy. Pope John Paul II, his definition of freedom is this. Freedom is not the ability to do anything we want whenever we want. Rather, freedom is the ability to live responsibly the truth of our relationship with God and with one another. So freedom is not to be free to do whatever you want, but to, to be free to do what we ought to do. Okay? So if, if we can't follow, if we're not free to follow the commandments, we're not free. Okay? And a good example of that is uh, traffic laws. If you're a crazy driver and you like driving 180 kilometers per hour and you ignore all traffic rules, okay, going to the intersection, you're going to ignore the traffic light and the stop sign. And if all drivers are like that, what will happen? Huh? Accidents, chaos, people will die, okay? And what will happen is that people will be afraid to go out of their house and drive. People will just stay at home or maybe ride their bicycle. People will be afraid. We follow the traffic laws because we want to make it safe for us and for other people. And that's a sign of love. Another example of that is relationship. In any relationship, there must be rules. Okay, and I, I found these three rules uh, for a lasting relationship. Number one, never make your partner feel unwanted. Two, no matter how hard things get, never cheat. Three, always have your partner's back through the good and good times. People will start breaking these rules. What will happen to the relationship? It will break down. The relationship will break down. And that's the same with our relationship with God. Our, our Catholic faith is first and foremost a relationship. Okay? Between God, who is our Father, and we as beloved children. And, but relationship must have rules. Otherwise, the relationship will break down. But rules without relationship, it's called slavery. Right? Slaves, they don't have a relationship with their master. And unfortunately, many Catholics are like that. They see the, the, the practicing of the Catholic faith as an obligation. 
and they need to practice it out of fear of being punished. They don't see God as a father, but they see God as a master. And they don't see themselves as beloved, choveted, choveted children of God, right? But they see themselves as a slave, okay? And, but laws, rules are imperfect. I'm going to tell you that now. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1963, it says, The law is holy, spiritual, and good, yet still imperfect. Like a tutor, it shows what must be done, but does not of itself give the strength, the grace of the Spirit to fulfill it. Okay? That's why even though the law is imperfect, Jesus said that I have come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And he gave several examples in our gospel today. When the commandment says, thou shalt not commit murder, if you're angry towards your brothers and sisters, you have already committed murder in your heart. Thou shalt not commit adultery. If you have lusted uh, uh, towards others, you also have committed adultery in your heart. The law discloses sin, the concupiscence in the human heart, but does not provide the strength to keep it. And for many people, they're already struggling to follow the commandments. How much more not to sin from their heart? With, without God, it's impossible. It's impossible for us to obey the commandments. That's why we need Jesus. Okay, Jesus said, I came to fulfill. So it means if we become one with Jesus, as we grow in our intimate relationship with Jesus, we will be able to fulfill the law because we are one with Him. Okay? In Scripture, Jesus is our good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And many people think that the shepherd, the only, the only responsibility of the shepherd is to lead the sheep. But shepherds, they have many responsibilities. They have to bring their sheep to a green pasture so that they will be fed. They need to give them water. When they're sick, the shepherd needs to heal the illness of the sheep. If the sheep is getting tangled in a bush, the, the shepherd is there, needs to set that sheep free. The shepherd needs to be there to protect the sheep from wolves. And that's why in our, in order, to, now the shepherd would need to do that so that the sheep would follow him well. That's, that's the role of the shepherd, is to do all this so that the sheep will be able to follow well. In, the, in Psalm 23, it's very famous, I'm sure you know all of this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides still waters. He restores my soul. Okay? 
Because of sin, our soul is very sick. And because our soul is very sick, we're weak to follow God's commandments. Okay? In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 to 21, I'm using the Revised Standard Version edition. It says, Now may the God of peace, who brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, make you complete. Make you whole in everything good that you may do his will. Okay? That's why Jesus came to preach the good news. And it continues to be preached even now. That you may be spiritually fed. That your soul who is so weak will be fed. That whenever we're sick, the Lord, we're sick physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, the Lord is here to heal us. Whenever we're being oppressed or possessed, the Lord is here to deliver us. To those who are in bondage, to those who are in addiction, the Lord is here to set people free from any form of addiction. Why does He need to do that? So that we will be able to follow Him well. And as you may know, five years ago, I was sick mentally, emotionally, physically, I was so sick, and I, I, I struggled. I struggled to follow Jesus. And I'm, by the grace of God, the Lord has healed me and continues to heal me even today so that I will be able to follow Him well. Okay? And uh, the other thing that, uh, the reason why Jesus came is so that Jesus will be able to give us the Holy Spirit. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 to 27, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. When, when, we, are, when we have been touched by the Holy Spirit, we, 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 we have become transformed. We, ex we experience to have a new heart. It says, there, I will remove your heart of stone, which is the result of disobedience and give you a heart of flesh so that, we will be obey, so that we will be able to obey. I will put my spirit within you so that you walk in my statutes, observe my ordinances, and keep them. The Holy Spirit is the love of the Father. As we experience the love of the Father, we will be able to love Him and love others. Love gives us that power to obey His will. That's why we need Jesus and we also need the Holy Spirit. And the reason why Jesus came to restore our soul is so that we, He will be able to help us choose wisely. In our first reading today from Sirach chapter 15, it says, if you choose, you can keep the commandments and they will save you. As human beings, we have this dignity because we have been this, given this freedom. The Lord is not going to impose what is good on us. He wants us to be free to be able to choose what is good from what is evil. 
It says, The Lord has placed before you fire and water. Stretch out your hand for whichever you choose. Before each person are life and death, good and evil. And whichever one chooses, that shall be given. And the reason why, why Jesus wants us to choose life is because He wants to bless us. In our responsorial psalm, it says there, Blessed, blessed are those who walk in the law of the Lord. And the greatest blessing that we would receive is that we will experience fullness of life even in this world and the eternal life in the hereafter. Mm -hmm.